On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get their sixth win in a row. Luka and Kyrie just go off against the Spurs. What does we see with Derek Lively back and Daniel Gafford playing at the same time? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. We're making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. Where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below on YouTube. Let us know in the comment section what's one thing you saw from the game or the six-game win streak. I'm curious what you guys have to say about that. Joining me. As always on a post game, feeling good in the neighborhood. What you got for me? Slightly biased. Are we having fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we are. We're having fun. Six game win streak. We'll talk about the Mavs win against the Spurs. Just a, just a great night. Started off rough. I was worried there. I was worried there for a minute. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was, I was actually feeling okay because I, you know, it's the last game before the All-Star break. It's pretty easy to get caught slipping. I put a little I put a little wager down on the Spurs. <laughs> on FanDuel only, right? No comment. Wow. Wow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Mavs get the win 118-85. to The Mavs went on a 45-10 to run in the middle of this game in the, from the midway through the second quarter through the uh, like almost four-minute mark of the third quarter. They went on a 45-10 to 10 run. Just a, a crazy turnaround in this one. Yeah. Let's start with what do you think happened? What, what do you think changed to make this big turnaround from the first quarter where the Mavs looked like they were playing awful, looked like unserious basketball, to that big run? Wimby checked out the game. Correct. And Lively came in. <laughs> I mean, Lively, I just not, like, Lively had the best plus-minus on the team with like a crazy, I'm trying to f- figure out what it is, plus 27 in 17 minutes. So Lively came into it's the game. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's crazy in that short amount of time. And uh, really just kind of changed. I think this matchup better suits him, even though he really didn't share the floor that much with Wimby. But that stretch in the second quarter when he did share the floor with Wimby, uh, he did a great job, I thought. That just that mobility and his, his ability to just move around, I think, is better suited for a matchup like this versus uh, Big Gaff. You just... You- Lively coming back is his first game back in what seven he missed with a, a broken nose. He had the face mask. He was looking out. He was looking like Bane out there, looking like Zorro. He was killing it out there. He's just impactful, and it feels like every time he's out for these little stretches, that you know, the game with the ankle, the you know, the couple games here and there, I'm like, have we been overrating Lively? Have we been overstating how much he impacts the game? And then you see him again, and you're like, nope, not at all. I'm not overstating this at all because he is so impactful. The way that he can command the paint, the way that he alters shots, the way that he can grab a rebound. And I think it's just his size against Wemby. He only had that one stretch. I think it was in the was it in the third quarter or the end of the second. Or There's not not often that he played it and faced him, but I thought he did a good job against Wembenyama. And Wembenyama killed the Mavericks in that first quarter. We'll talk about that and their struggles there. But, yeah, he, he was a big factor in this, uh, his ability to just run the floor. That play that is coming back to me where Luka got – like, they got a stop. Luka got the ball, outletted to Kyrie, and Kyrie threw it up to Lively. Oh, just like a euphoric moment where you just see it all kind of work together. The defense is starting to pick up. And honestly, the Lively 
P.J. Washington front court, it's pretty good defensively. Yeah. You could do worse than that for sure, and they have for years. Oh, yeah, yeah, they've done worse than it. Probably about 99.9% of the franchise's history. So uh, it is pretty fun to watch. And I'm happy you said about P.J. because I think it's really easy to poo-poo his performance with three three points and one of six from – or one of three from three, sorry. One of six from the field, one of three from three. Still, that three ball hasn't really dropped yet. And listen, here's the thing. I tried to warn people before. He's, he's not a very consistent shooter. So this is what you're going to get, I think, uh, despite the fact that he's going to get great looks. You're going to get some inconsistency out of him. Um, yeah. But he was really good defensively tonight, man. Yeah. Like, really legitimately good. Like, eye-poppingly good. And it's rare that the Mavericks have performances like that from players where you're like, wow, like – you don't need to know a lot about basketball to watch the game and think, wow, P.J. Washington is playing some legit defense right now. Yeah, you talked about Lively kind of having a good moment against Victor Wembanyama. I thought P.J. had the best the best plays against him, just fronting him, trying, yeah. to, like, trying to keep the ball, keeping him in front of him and not letting him get by him. All the rip-through moves, and P.J. just stood his ground and stayed firm. Like He's defended a lot of different guys. and we, we played, The Mavericks have played three games with him. He's guarded SGA, Jalen yeah. Williams, Kuzma, uh, I guess Jordan Poole or whoever, <laughs> Denny, he guarded Denny, <laughs> Victor Wembanyama. Like, he's guarded a bunch of different guys already. Like, the versatility is already on display with P.J. His numbers are not going to be there. He's a glue guy. He's Sean Marion from the title run. He's not always going to have the eye-popping numbers, and every once yeah. in a while he will. Like, every once in a while he'll have a game where he hits seven threes, you know, or something like that. It's not going to happen often, but when he does, it's going to be, like, found money, and the Mavericks are going to really feast off of that. Exactly. I thought there was a little too many, too much overreaction to some of the PJ Washington stuff. Maybe they could have done a better job getting him involved, just getting him some touches I, early in the game. And they, I they the, the, the third quarter they really right. tried to give him some post touches. I was just about to say that was clearly yeah, something yeah. that they thought going into halftime because the third quarter it was a it was a point of emphasis. It felt like to just even if he's not getting a shot, just let him touch the ball, and you know we can run whatever we want to run out off of that. But uh, yeah, just like you said, man, he's. He's not gonna. He's not gonna light it up on the score sheet. They don't need him to. They didn't trade for him to do that. It's an added benefit, and you know, yeah, just play defense. <laughs> everything else, everything else will be fine. Play defense, and if a game happens <laughs> where, and you know what? Here's the reality, right? If Luke and Kyrie are healthy, and we we need PJ Washington's offense, something has gone wrong. Like that's that's probably the case. If the Mavs are fully healthy, and it's like, all right, PJ, we need you to score 25 tonight. Something has gone wrong. And it's not all, it's not all on PJ Washington, but tonight they didn't even need it. It would have been nice to have it would have been cool, but Yeah, they they didn't need him to score. So they got the defense from there, but this run was really sparked by Luka and Kyrie. I mean, they have just their chemistry is, you're starting to see it more and more. They have a play. They've done like three or four times a game the last couple of games here since Kyrie's been back where they start like close together on the perimeter. I don't know what to call this yet. I'm 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 leaning towards like the Luka split. Or something like that, <laughs> where they're close together, so each of their defenders are in front of them, and then one will hand the ball to the other, and he'll they'll be over here, and then the one defender will like hedge or like inch towards the guy with the ball, and then the guy with the ball will throw it back to the other guy, and then the defenders will kind of like go over here and like inch towards the other guy with the ball, and they'll just keep like slowly, slowly drifting apart on the three point line, passing the ball back and forth, letting the defenders decide, and eventually when they commit to one of the guys, the other one is wide open on the yeah. three point line, and like they've hit a bunch of threes off of that. It's just one of those plays that only two like insane basketball minds can kind of c- do because you have to time it exactly right, and it can't be like it has to be in a certain flow. You can't pass into the into the trap. You can't get stuck in a trap. You can't really even like pick up your dribble like you got it you got to just know 
the timing and the rhythm of it. And it's like a really great play that I just want to see more and more. Yeah, I'm thinking of one specifically. Trey Jones was switched on to Luka. Luka started backing him down. Kyrie passed it to him from the top of the key. Sohan was on Kyrie. Luka just turns around to post up Trey, or Trey Jones. Sohan's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, WFA. Sorry, guys. Uh, sorry, uh, FanDuel and whatever other ads we're going to read on here. Um, <laughs> Luca passes the ball. That's twice you've had to apologize to FanDuel today. <laughs> My bad, FanDuel. Uh, Ky- Ky- yeah, Kyrie passes it to Luca. Luca starts posting him up. Sohan's like, oh, God, I-, I should probably help a little tiny bit. And it just takes one- – and, Ky- and Luca's patient enough where he's just going to sit there and back down and just wait. And so- yeah. once Sohan committed a tiny bit – right to Kyrie and it, I mean it was a deep three but he, he drained it and yeah they run that play three or four times a game and it leads to at least three wide open Kyrie threes a game we've seen that now that they're getting stops we talked about the defense with Lively and PJ Gafford helps the defense absolutely now that they're getting stops you're seeing them get out in transition like kick out in transition and Luca and Kyrie are keeping their head up and looking ahead all the like drilling at the beginning of the season trying to make them play faster is working now that they're actually getting stops because like in the middle of the season they couldn't get any stops and so there's no point trying to kick ahead if you're not getting any stops at all and so it's it's kind of all coming together in, in certain ways if the Mavericks you know like play like they did in the second third quarter and not like they did in the first quarter yeah well, well can I like that's a good point and it feels like they're almost like oh god we're actually getting stops we can play in transition because <laughs> the first half of the Wizards game or the, I guess the first three quarters of this Wizards game and the first yeah. quarter of this game against the Spurs I just kept feeling like, man, you guys you, you slowed the game down a tiny bit. Like, I thought they were just playing way too fast, and it led to a lot of turnovers. They, they've been bit by the turnover bug a little bit yes. over the past couple of games. I mean, they only finished the game with 13, actually, in this one, which is perfectly fine, but they had five in the first quarter. I was going to say, they just, had nine through, like, the first 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. It just felt like they were playing way too fast, and it's just, you know, you guys are great when it's slow. And playing fast is nice to do, but it's not like something you don't have to stoop down to – the Spurs and Wizards, where the only way they can beat you is just speed you up and make you turn the ball over a bunch, and then that's how they score and win games. So I think that's something they should work on, and they did much better towards the end of this game. Coming up, let's talk about how Kyrie Irving impacted this game. He had a play that just astonished me. Absolutely insane. He does at least one a game, but this one took the cake. What do we see from him? Is he being more aggressive on purpose? We'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Robinhood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k account for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this now. Now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in the from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right. No cap on the 3% match at Robinhood. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA. With a 3% match, this offer is good through April 30th. you got to get on it. Get straight. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRA and 401Ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years and 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you for sticking with us throughout this whole stretch. 
Man, it has been a great little run here. We have the Locked On Sports Dallas YouTube channel that's doing 24-7 streams, all Dallas shows, so go check it out on YouTube or Amazon Fire, Locked On Sports Dallas channel. All right, Slightly, Kyrie, just really great in this game. One of his best, most like efficient games he's had. 34 points in under 33 minutes. Uh, 34 points on 22 shots, too, which is efficient. Seven assists as well. He called his number a couple times, it felt like, but they need him to. Like they, they absolutely need him to. But he also just played within the flow of the game. He took a bunch of shots that he got wide open. If, if he kind of like caught the ball and found himself open, he just put it up. And you're like, that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Like, that's exactly what we need him to do. Feels like he's back in the rhythm of, all right, we need you to be a little aggressive and also still kind of get others involved. And I felt like he really balanced that really well tonight. Yeah, this might have been my f- – I mean, it's in the moment, but this might have been my favorite Kyrie game. Or one of them, at least. It's up there. I know it's not statistically his best, and he's like hard-carried the Mavericks to wins, but this was just exactly – this felt like everything you were wanting to see from the Luka and Kyrie pairing, yeah. and Kyrie being that secondary start. And in games like these, it's like 1A, 1B. It's not even really like, all right, Luka's doing everything. It's like, oh, well, you have Luka and Kyrie. Both of them are just tearing you apart. And it's not like one is spoon-feeding the other. Like, they're just both going at you relentlessly. And Kyrie did everything tonight. Like, genuinely, played good defense, uh, seven assists, got the offense going when they weren't going. He had, like, three strips on Wembenyama. Yeah. He's got great hands on defense, man. Very good. Great hands. It's, it's, it's something like these great offensive players. It feels like they always, like, Jokic is like this, Dirk was like that, Luka's like this, where their hands are really good. So even if their defense might not be the best, they'll get some strips here and there. It's like hand-eye coordination. Yeah. It's, gotta be, it's like hand-eye coordination and IQ. If you got that, you can at least play defense if you're in the right spot. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, you, could, but you could easily have to steal a game if you're smart. Physically, you have to get there. <laughs> you, just, yeah. you have to get there first. Yeah. But, yeah, Kyrie was amazing. He had a play where he's one-on-one with Wembenyama. There's, like, no one else down the court yet. It's in transition. One-on-one against Wembenyama. He's in the cor- Kyrie's in the left corner. Wembenyama's between him and the basket. He goes baseline, comes back around contorts his body in like a star shape it felt like <laughs> and then puts the ball up in just this the worst weirdest rhythm that if you or I tried this actually not you but if I tried this I fall no, down me. on my butt I fall down on my butt and the ball doesn't even leave my hand <laughs> like I just it just falls like I just fall down and he he made it in and caught Wembenyama off guard it was just one of those plays where you go oh yeah he's completely different and his the rhythm of how he plays is just completely different. It's like he's playing in 6-8 and everybody else is in 3-4 sometimes. Yeah, he uh, – 6-8, 3-4. It's, mu- it's a music analogy. Okay. 3-4 is like, like – or 4-4 four, four is like – You were in the band? Yeah. Were you, I 6-8 is, is like a waltz. 4-4 four, four is like all the pop songs you've ever heard in your life. I played trumpet for a year because I had to. <laughs> I did in seventh grade as well. But that was it for me. That was out. I was in and out, one and done. I was first. I was first chair for like two weeks, and then everybody caught up. <laughs> we just messed around, and at the little pre- rehearsals before, where you would blow into the trumpet without making noise, we would all just blow into it and make noise, and you would just hear it like, <laughs> like, in, like in dead silence. Uh, but no, anyways, uh, yeah, Kyrie, that that move on Wimby, uh, that is like one of the best plays of the year, especially because it's against Wimby. And it's funny because I was, I was thinking this during the game and watching Spurs games because I have found myself watching a decent amount of Spurs games because Wimby's just absolutely nuts. 
it does feel like players, especially like the really talented players, see him and they're like, all right, I'm going to try. <laughs> like, I want to see what I want to see what this is all about. So that that felt like that's what that was from Kyrie cuz like you said, I watched the play right now. It was it was literally a one on five. Gafford was coming back into the play, PJ was just kind of trailing it, and he was like, "You know what? I'm going to go for it." I'm and it, it was just an insane finish. And he has some floaters. Like he was going at Wimby. Yes. He was not scared of Wimby at all cuz he had that high arcing floater, that giant killer, and he has like floaters from the free throw line that are lefty. And it's just like the degree of difficulty of that, your offhand floaters, like high floaters from that distance, is just nuts. I mean, he's one of the most skilled players to ever do it. I mean, it's crazy to watch. It's why you understand why every single player in the NBA like respects him. Because yeah. they all could do the things that he can do, but can't. You know, it's like we're all like all of us have the have the ability because it's not size, it's not necessarily athleticism. It's about just the skill almost just straight up with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was absolutely amazing. Wembenyama, we got to talk about him because this is the first time we got to see him in the AAC. First quarter, I was a little worried. He had 12 points in like four minutes. He was on pace for 128 points in the game. <laughs> it was, uh, I was a little nervous. Gafford was kind of struggling with him there. But the Mavs, you know, fronted him with, with wings and decided to, to keep him out. I feel like the Spurs really hold him back. But they're, they're doing it on purpose, right? Like they're trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. not play him too much. They play him 27 minutes, and you're like, ah. If he had played more, maybe they they get, you know, stay closer in this game, but or at least stay connected. But but yeah, he's just insane to watch. His the fluidity of his dribble. He had some dribbles where he's going through the lane in traffic and keeps the ball on a string, and then his ability to just stop and pull up from three. It's just it's insane to watch it in person. Uh, uh, yeah, I would love to see that in person. But uh, I've, I've been like I said, I've been watching some Spurs games lately because he's just really ever since he twe- he twisted his ankle at the American Airlines Center. When he came back from that, it's just been incredible to watch. Anytime I bring up on Twitter, there's always, you know, some insecurity and some, some people are like, oh, we're not worried about him. We're not worried about him. Uh, <laughs> I watch a lot of basketball. I'm very worried. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, just, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty concerned because he is, he is something else, man. And his offensive game, just think about this. This is the worst it's ever going to look. Like he's going to, fig- he's going to shoot better. His, his jump shot's going to become a little bit more refined. He's going to play next to the guys who set him up better. This is the worst it's going to look. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's funny because, you know, you look at a stat line for a rookie, and you're like, oh, my God, 26 points and 27 minutes, nine rebounds. Shouldn't, shouldn't we be talking about this more? <laughs> yeah, but it's like that's like – I thought the Mavs did a pretty good job, especially after the first quarter on him, making life hard. Shout out to P.J. Washington. They really did. His ability also to just finish stuff around the rim. He had a like a reverse floater where he like went under the under the rim against Gafford, went under the rim, came out on the other side of the rim and had to shoot it as a floater because he was so far away from the basket because his steps are so so far that he's like just couldn't he couldn't like reverse dunk it. He had to use a floater because his, his the steps, man. Yeah. It's wild to watch him. If he's healthy, I mean, the only thing stopping him is the Spurs. It's it's if I was they say, go into the summer and are like, you know what? Let's be aggressive. Let's go out and get guys. They're going to be a problem quickly. Quickly. I was going to say, if I'm worried about Wembenyama, I'm not worried about the rest of the Spurs. Just no, not. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not worried about any of the rest of them, basically. Sohan does up. some things from time to time. Then he does some other things. Vassell's disappointed me a little bit at times, but yeah, ultimately. He was supposed to be a lot better this season. but we'll They got see. a full rebuild ahead of them. Oh, for sure. Coming up, let's talk about Lively's return. Let's talk about Gafford 
and PJ a little bit more. Let's talk about Hardy. I think they've all had some good showings, and we'll see what else we want from this team for the rest of the uh, the season coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Hungry Root. Hungry Root is the answer for if you're like, man, I just don't know what to eat anymore. I don't know what to make. I want to make food, but I also don't want to waste grocery. I buy these groceries, and then I don't use them. Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. You take this quiz. They have all these different things where you say, all right, I need to be dairy-free or soy-free or peanut-free, shellfish-free, egg-free, all kinds of stuff that you can select on there. And they'll make sure that it's matched to your specificity. Take that short quiz. Hungry Root will know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you have, all that kind of stuff. And then they'll build a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good. It's got to be quick to make and contain whole, trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Lockdown NBA listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget to use the link HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn so that they know that we sent you. All right, Slightly, let's talk some more about got the return of Lively. Gafford started instead of him. Lively ended up, did he play more? I don't think he ended up playing more. Gafford played 23 minutes. Lively played 17 minutes. We got a Dwight Powell appearance in the middle of the game, which was <laughs> very, very odd. What did you think about Kidd's decision to start Gafford and bring Lively off the bench? Uh, I thought it made sense with a minute restriction. That's that's pretty much it. I know I thought it would have been interesting if, I don't know, how many minutes did Lively end up playing? 17. How 17. many would he have played if it was a close game? Probably over 20 or so, if I had to guess. Um, but that, especially after it was clear early on that Lively was the best chance against Wimby, maybe you just say, all right, we know Wimby's on a minute restriction himself, so maybe we just match Lively and Wimby's minutes and just do that, do it that way. But uh, I don't know. I don't really have a problem with it. I- I'm assuming Lively's going to start. I am too. Yeah, I don't think this changes anything. If you came into this game and you said, whoa, wait, Gafford's starting over Lively, I wouldn't take it that way. I would I would consider that Lively is going to start. He's on a minute restriction. It's one game. Now we're in the all-star break. He's going to go do the Rising Stars. They don't want something to happen before he gets to have that weekend that's, you know, He'll get to do it next year probably because he'll be a sophomore. But, like, this is the first time he'll get to do that, which is just, you know, just a big deal to guys. And so I think they keep him on that minutes restriction. But he didn't look deterred at all with the mask. No. He wasn't like Luca with the mask where Luca just threw the mask off immediately as soon as, <laughs> as soon as he almost as soon as he got it on his face. But Lively was, was finishing. He was, you know, stop and play. Like, he was just – I thought he was really good in this game. Gafford struggled with some fouls a little bit, but – he had a couple plays. He had a post up against Wemby where he finished, and you just remember how strong he is. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said earlier, I just don't – I don't – this is where the luxury st- comes in of having both of these guys. This isn't – you know, Gafford's a little more slow-footed and Lively's a little better against a guy like Wemby who can move around a little bit. And uh, just being able to alternate between those two when they're fully healthy and ready to go, and Gafford is ready to go against those big, bruising bigs that you're going to go up against in big series. Like, there's going to be guys like that. Nurkic plays like that. Jokic obviously yeah. plays like that. You got Gobert Zubots. who plays like that. Yeah, Zubots plays like that even. Uh, and then you got Lively for these other teams who, you know, are maybe a little bit smaller or whatever oh. the case may be. Sabonis. Gafford is going to be going to be really helpful against Sabonis, I think. Yeah, if, if the Kings are there. But um, that's a story for another day. Oh. I'm saying that. They're, they're beating they're, the Nuggets they're, right they're, now. They're falling out? I'm just not impressed when I watch them. But I'm saying that they're about to get a win on the road against the Nuggets. So, <laughs> shout out to the Kings. But, uh, no, yeah, that's J- a great luxury to have. 
Jaden Hardy also stood out to me in this game. He, his, you feel like his confidence is coming back. He's starting to attack. You know, what do you have? He finished with, what, nine points? Uh, like, you know, not, not super impressive numbers on there, but this was a player that it, you were getting nothing from, it felt like, and he wasn't really contributing, wasn't really playing a lot at the beginning of the season with Exum and, and all that. And now, and, with, and obviously with Curry taking some of those minutes, and now you're like, okay, I'm starting to see it. You're starting to see the confidence, the confidence in his shot. And there was a moment when Hardy missed a shot or Hardy hit a shot, like a little just pull-up. He's got that little pull-up mid-range, too, that it just looks automatic. It just feels like it feels like a 90s shot when he takes it. Uh, it just it, you know, it just feels like one of those. And Hardy turns around. He starts running back the other way, and Kyrie's looking at him like, come on, come on, come on. Like, let's go, let's go. And he's doing, like, the keep-going motion with his finger, and he's yeah. just, like, encouraging him. And you just – what that means to Hardy probably, to have Kyrie in his ear just encouraging him to keep going. I've liked what I've seen from Hardy the last couple of games. Yeah, Hardy's playing really well. I, I do like that Kyrie's taking him under his wing because Kyrie probably sees this, all right, here's this smaller, skilled guard who – I mean, let's yeah. be real. If you're a small, skilled guard coming up, what's the, who's the player that you are you look up to and you're like, man. Curry. Well, <laughs> and Kyrie. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Donovan Mitchell. Trey Young. <laughs> you don't hear a lot of people say, man, I love Trey Young. Well, I guess Trey Young's still young. Not even the players. They voted him sixth in All-Star yeah, true. <laughs> Something's going on there. Trey, I'm a big believer in you. And when you're on the Spurs next year, it's going to be a nightmare. Okay? But um, if, that hap- if that happens, that would be insane. I'm willing to lock that in stone. I think that happens for sure. What? A Trey Young, Wemby pick and roll would just break my brain, I think, just because of how tall the and short they difference. are. Like, just <laughs> yeah. you, will, you will literally lose Trey Young. like a – like a, that's almost a Muggsy Bogues minute bowl, like pick, <laughs> like pick and roll. Yeah, the two you're genuinely going to lose him. You're gonna be like, wait, I don't, I actually don't see Trey Young. <laughs> I also lost Wimby because he's in the clouds. Yeah, I'm telling you guys right now. Remember this when it happens. <laughs> um, but no, Jane Hardy, and I'm, I'm kind of watching. It feels like Tim's leash has been a little shorter the last couple games. Definitely been. And I'm wondering if maybe there's a pathway that I didn't really think existed. During the season. In the summer, we all kind of talked about it. But then uh, the early parts of the season, it, it looked like it, that dream had kind of gone away. Yeah, there was like, no chance. Yeah. But now it's starting to look like, you know, Hardy. And it's within the flow of the offense, too. Like, he had a really nice play where he's in the corner. Could have easily shot the three. But he knew Wimby was coming. And Wimby jumped and the contest was just wild. But it was just the patience. And then finishing through the contact. That, that Absorbing the contact and hanging on in the air. He's done a couple of those. Yes. What a game it feels like last couple weeks that nice. dribbling like, like finishing around the rim and getting to the rim is something that he does that tim just doesn't do as well yeah and like that's the difference tim gets hotter than Jaden hardy does and has um how can i put this less Microwave shame scoring ability less shame than hardy does so he'll take the, he'll take more shots which sometimes you just need sometimes you need to go True. some guys just be fearless and take some shots hardy will take shots but not like like tim does tim though well, and they, they'll make the same kind of mistakes, but Hardy is 21 and Tim is a veteran. So yeah. when Tim makes those mistakes where Luca passes in the ball and he just drops it at his feet and it just rolls away and you're just like, what what are we doing? Or if he dro- – oh, my gosh. The play where Tim is in transition driving – I think it's it was a Devin Vassell or Tyus Jones – or not Tyus Jones, uh, Trey Jones, where he's going – he's like – it's him and the basket and then Trey Jones is catching up to him and he just tries a little crossover but then – Trey Jones just takes the ball away. Not even a foul, nothing. And just the ball is all of a sudden going the other way again. You go, man, like you just can't have those plays, especially from a veteran-type guy. And that's why when you're talking about Tim's leash, 
getting – it's not even just about the shots always. It's about some of the defensive things. It's about the turnovers and those kind of issues. And, like, I'm kind of with you. I, I'm, I'm curious what they're going to do with those minutes going forward. Yeah, I mean, when guys are injured, you need you need Shea. Or not Shea, sorry. I'm just saying Shea because uh, I'm looking at Because <laughs> that's your favorite player of all time and you're secretly yeah, but, a Thunder fan? Yep, secretly deep down. Uh, no, but uh, – when guys are injured, you need offense. That's where Tim comes in. It's just like, all right, sure. Tim, please. We need seven threes tonight. Like, can you please get us there? But when everyone's healthy and, you know, you have Kyrie and Luka and P.J. Washington now who can do things offensively, Tim's role and the necessity for Tim to chunk threes, it doesn't really feel there anymore. Maybe the Mavericks are just hot, and we'll look back on this and be like, okay, we still needed Tim to, to yeah. rain threes. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's something I'm monitoring for the rest of the season for sure. When you're getting positive play from Josh, too. I mean, he only played 18 minutes, but he had two threes, had a couple of assists, too. Like, he, when he's moving the ball and, like, the Mavericks offense is kind of rolling through all that, yeah, the, the need for Tim. But at the beginning of the show, you said if the Mavs need P.J. Washington to score 25 points in a game, they're screwed. But if they, yeah. they can ask Tim to do that, and he has to step up into that role. And so it is one of those weird – it is one of those weird – wasn't there – there was a Maverick – was a center a couple years ago where you're like, all right, we don't play you unless one of our centers is out, and then we absolutely start you and need you to play. His, I can't Boban? remember. Boban? Boban or Salah or Boban somebody. Boban got 30 minutes in a game seven. I will never stop bringing <laughs> that up. That was one of the most shocking things. Boban has had two 16-point, 17-rebound games. I looked that up when Gafford had that. Like, Boban, oh a 30-minute game before uh, the world changed forever. That was That was nuts. That was like the Absolutely. end of the, the PC pre-COVID era. Like, that was like the last moment. It was like, yeah, and then Boban scored 30 points. Mark Cuban looking at the phone and being shocked. I was at that game. That was my last oh my Mavericks gosh. game, actually, to be in attendance Instant. at, believe it or not. No, I've seen you at a game since then. That was Fan no, Jam. That's right. That's right. The last Wait, real was... Maverick. Fan Jams are real games. <laughs> Fan Jams awesome. If, if they, do, they didn't do it this year because they were traveling. But if they do that, I, I highly encourage everyone to go. It's, it's actually it really cool. It is fun. Isaac hated it, but I like it. I like there it because you could get there. Clo- you could be up close and see these guys. Like, yeah, you get up right. close, you're like, oh, oh, my God, Luca is actually yeah. massive in a way you don't really understand until you <laughs> see him close. Because, like, you know he's big and everyone says he's big, and then you look at him and you're like, this guy is packing <laughs> size, muscle, and body. <laughs> Are you doing this on purpose? Now? All right, guys. Uh, we'll be Nick will be back tomorrow. Uh, I'll be back next week. <laughs> if uh, if they allow you to come back, yeah, I had a rough. So apologize to Fanduel again. <laughs> Sorry, Fanduel. Sorry, Robin Hood. Oh, there you go. No podcast tomorrow because I'll be traveling for All Star. But I'll have all kinds of stuff this weekend. We'll have stuff covered for the Rising Stars. For I'll probably do a Saturday night thing just be, just for the heck of it. I'll do more Mavs pods and stuff over the weekend. So check back in. Guys, thanks for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.